Good morning, Mr. Pierre. How are you hey. today? Good, good. How are you, man? Good grand rising, my brother. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let's start the podcast off. Um, I'm Terrence Wims, and throughout my podcast, I want to bring you some answers to the things you didn't know or were afraid to ask or didn't know how to ask. Journey with me as we find out together on some of life's tough questions and how to address them. When is the right time to admit defeat and walk away and still look like a true champion? So sit back and grab a cold drink and enjoy the journey as we navigate to find the perfect answer on things men should know but didn't know how to ask. Today's guest is Mr. Pierre. I've been knowing this man for years, and he is a fantastic person and a wealth of knowledge. So I reached out to him yesterday and asked him if he wouldn't mind coming on the podcast and expressing some of his views on what he thinks about uh, Black Lives Matter, um, racism in America, and police brutality. So he offered to come on the show, and that's what we have, Mr. Pierre. Thank you, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, man. You're welcome, man, and I appreciate it. Man. Um, first of all, I wanna—I was going through your Facebook page, and um, I want to ask you a question, your, your opinion on the uh, ancient mama pancake syrup. You know, many corporations have decided to um, take a take down a lot of the slave mentality. That's what I call it. The slave mentality logos that we grew up as a child. Um, we learned to love these items. But in looking at that and understanding the history behind ancient mama and Uncle Ben's rice and things of that nature, do you think it's beneficial for us to take those down? And if so, how do we explain those to our future generations, our kids that, you know, that, that we're going to grow up and teach them about our history? Hmm. Well, I, I think the reason why they're really taking it down is uh, image. Um, you know, no company wants to be the, the one. Uh, like they say, you know how they say, um, you don't want to be that guy. So none of these companies right. want to be the image that stills holding up that because they're going to lose business and losing business losing money so i think that's why um due to the you know pandemic that a lot of a lot of eye, a lot more eyes are open now than than before <laughs> so i think that's why they're uh you know in addition with the uh taking down the statues and you know talking about correct confederate flags and things like that that's why you know some of these companies are are taking down some of this stuff because they don't want to seem racist. But it's funny that, uh, you know, about 30, 40 years ago, they were postcards with, uh, you know, people being hung, you know? Yes, uh, yes. Also, you know, there were postcards with black children being fed to alligators you know yes uh, of course. Yeah. and then you, then you know about you know if they're doing Aunt Jemima there's Uncle Ben's uh, you know and other other types I can't you know come off the top of the mind you know with them right now so but uh, right. yeah man I think bottom line is just, it's just a business decision they're they're trying to you know make sure their money stays you know flowing so basically yeah. it's not it's it's not about the uh, it's not about the people per se. It's just a business transaction is what it is. Yeah, I just think it's, it's money. Yeah. It's all about it's, money. It's just looking good, you know, to keep a good image. So that way, 
uh, because you know the majority of the world is people of color, and you know to keep us was was the people of color. We 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 can raise. We spend up until what billions of dollars. Uh, we can be our GDP. If if black people put their GDP together, we can have we can be like in the top ten in the world. Um, has come to spending power. And it's been, yeah, spending power. You know, right. so so that's all it is. It's just you know they want us the Amazons and the other you know corporations. They just want us to keep spending money with them. They don't want to you know it's going to affect their bottom line. That's all it is. So if we decided to if we decided to stop spending millions and billions of dollars in uh, Sally's beauty supply place then and open up our own you know we would be on top of the game is basically what you're saying yes yeah man okay. I mean I mean like for instance uh, you know the so-called leaders they never really follow something from an economic standpoint you know mm-hmm. i mean yeah i mean i see them we they're out there marching and stuff like that but let's be honest you know you got to look at um history and when you look at history you got to look at what they did good and what they did bad so if they did something good you can take from that and what they did bad you analyze it and say okay if they went left let's go right you can't just you know if they're going left and then 50 years later, you're still going left. You haven't learned. And history is bound to repeat itself. So if, if, right. if 50, 60 years ago, they were marching just for them to be civil, just to be civil, not human rights, civil rights. And here it is 60 years later, and you're still marching. I mean, right. the, lead, the so-called leaders of the community, they should be saying, hey, you know, study. Hey, they went left. Hey, how about we go straight or we go right meaning let's go another direction let's do something different instead of doing the definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting a different result you know right. so when they're sitting out here marching you know no let's let's uh like you said build the economic base let's do something where um we're building businesses you know um, back then you know we had cab companies bus companies mattress companies you know dropping little seeds out there for these children you know start young to be entrepreneurs and open up their own business that way you know if there's more black business you know out there then you know hopefully we we support each other more and then you know that way our businesses can grow i mean the point i was going to bring up when i said the marching was really the million man march you know think about it there's a million black men there right all they need to do is, let's say, this is just my opinion, one, one dollar. If, if a million people gave one dollar, right, that's a million dollars, right? Go take Correct. that and put that in a black-owned bank. So that's a million dollars. You infuse a black-owned bank, and then that way that black-owned bank can, you know, lend that million dollars to small black businesses to open businesses and, and hopefully that'll shake up the economy you know and, and people will come out and support and things like that sitting up there talking and wasting your breath i mean hey like i said we did it 60 years ago. why is it we black people did it 60 years ago it's time for a different avenue so i think economics is key you know financial literacy that's that's big one right there but economics is key and going back you know being that we have all you know the 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 spending power black people because we got money we're just not putting it in the right direction i think i I understand that 
So I understand that. So let me ask you a question that's saying that spending power in the, the black money and the black dollar. You know, uh, in 1921, we had Black Wall Street. And Black Wall Street was one of the richest communities in Oklahoma City at that time. And because of, I want to say, um, because of the narrative to where a young black man was accused of whistling or uh, groping a young white woman, the devastation took place in 1921, which was called Black Wall Street, to where white America in Oklahoma committed atrocities against thousands of black Americans and about 300 plus died in those atrocities against America. So we did that in Black Wall Street and we haven't recovered from that and we haven't recovered fully from that. So in saying that, there's a lot of people in Oklahoma that don't even know about Black Wall Street, um, which is sad. But right. this was this happened in twenty in nineteen twenty one, and so when you said that we have black had black owned cab companies and things like that, I remember those. I remember the black owned cab companies and black owned businesses and things that we had. So, in my opinion, what happened? Why didn't we get away from that? You know, because now we don't have gas stations like we did before. We don't right. have small mom and pop businesses like we had before. Why are we as black people? getting away from it. Now, Pakistani or Indians, and I don't have anything against anybody, but you have Pakistani or Indians owning, running gas stations. The mom and pop businesses are gone. Um, there used to be a candy store I used to go to every day on the way to school and, right. you know, just to buy candy and things like that. I remember a honey bun was like uh, 25 cents. Right, and, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, okay, I'm telling my age there, but yeah, it's me too, know. man. I, I remember the days too. <laughs> you know, and so what's 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 really strange is why did we get away from that? That's my question. Why did we get away from that, knowing the power of the black dollar in the community? What happened to the mom and pop businesses that were black owned, the gas stations that were black owned? You know, the cab well, that were black. <laughs> Well, you know what? I I don't think so much is we got away from it. I think uh, other nationalities stepped in and was willing to work a little bit more harder than us. And Mm -hmm. and I do think segregation was one of the worst, or desegregation was one of the worst mistakes we made. I think we should have stayed separate. You know, um, because, okay, you you talk, you talk about Black Wall Street, but people don't know there was other states where black people were thriving. It wasn't just Oklahoma, like Oklahoma is the biggest, right? But there were spots in California, Texas, uh, Florida, New York, Maryland, where black people were thriving. I'll send you the link where, uh, you know, these black sections were thriving. Rosewood in Florida, that, it's jealousy. It, it, it's it's jealousy of that community, the white community, you know. Because when you read about the uh, the uh, Black Wall Street, they were like, you know, black people had baby grand pianos in their house, yes, well dressed. Yes. It yes. was just a jealousy thing. Because they here, had here it is, yes. right, right. They're on doctors right. and lawyers. They're on doctors, and doctors. correct? Yes, right. 
and the and the thing the thing about that is it's a jealousy thing because it's like okay you kick us out you don't want to rock with us right yeah you know mm -hmm. so black people's like all right we're gonna go over here we're gonna do it ourselves so black people were ingenuity we're in you know we had ingenuity because you got to understand we built this country black people were the masons when i mean masons the builders you know uh, yes they yes. built all the railroads the houses the homes so people were good with their hands when they released this when they emancip so-called emancipated us now you had all this labor and skill that was out there that was free to do whatever so what they did right. black people you know whether it was sacrifice they they cut the lumber and they built you know the buildings and stuff and and, and then other people a smart businessman is not going to look at black and white a black a smart businessman is going to look at green and other people came in was like hey you know my son will work for you i i, I don't know how they really did it but let's say if my son works for you for like three months will you give me a hundred you know sticks of 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 uh you know uh wood and you know somebody's like oh yeah and then that three months that black person works and, and you know it, it was a barter exchange sometimes when you don't have to have money it's a barter exchange so they must have done that and they built themselves up and you know other right. people you know you got to understand think about it like we were the worker bees now those other people sat on their asses right so we worked right. our shit up so then when they're looking at us they're like wow them people went ahead and normal normal people if you're not jealous you should be admiring like well damn if they did that let me get with them and learn from them and then try to you know do it myself but instead they get jealous like damn i hate them why did they have that so as much as hard as you're gonna work to make it, there's somebody who's gonna work just as hard to take it. You know, and I and I, and I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. You, you see, I so yeah, that that was just wrong for them to do that. And then the thing about Oklahoma is, you know, the ordinances that the that the you know state municipalities put out because you know black people was like, all right, bet we're gonna go ahead. Y'all did this. We're gonna rebuild, but. This, this is the key and I don't hear uh, much talk about this I'm I haven't um I've done some research but I haven't found anything I wonder if they could sue or, or bring uh, charges up against that state for discrimination meaning they didn't allow them to rebuild because black people were going to go back and rebuild right rebuild that back up and they placed ordinances right. in place so they couldn't so they had to abandon it and I wonder like did, did those people, those black people who own those lands, you know, those stores, did they get either compensated for insurance or did they even get the land back? Like, was they like if they got the land back, maybe they could sell it and make money. I wonder if they just walked away and that was that. And white people just came in and basically rebuilt and took it to this day. You know, and well, well, I do. I, I do remember doing some research on that. And basically what they did was. <clears throat> Uh, part of that land that was destroyed was never rebuilt. It's actually still standing there to this day. Mm. And it's being, it's covered with trees and, you know, brush and the city won't go in and clean it up. And as far as compensation was concerned, there was no compensation uh, even uh, thought about at that time for the people of the, of the, people of the Wall Street, right. Black Wall Street. So, and, and in fairness to say, you're absolutely right. You know, who is alive to this day that remembers Black Wall Street. And not only that, but, you know, would they give compensation to their grandkids? Yeah, the descendants. And I, I feel just kind of like, repar kind of like reparations. I, I think they, you know, they should 
uh, uh, that city should compensate their descendants, you know, because that's okay. just like an unfair thing right there. And so in saying that, as far as reparations concerning you, 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 you read the news about uh, uh, Georgia. Uh, what they're doing now is they're giving reparations uh, to the black communities for the crimes that were committed, the atrocities that were committed against their families. And what they're doing is they're sinking it into the uh, black owned businesses, which I thought was a great idea. So I didn't know if you had seen any that or not. Yeah, I did see that, but um, I don't think that's enough. I, I, I really don't. I don't think that's enough. I think mm -hmm. um, they need to give them a combination of, I think, in uh, three things. I mean, you know, people can, can, you know, go off it. I think it can be a combination of giving cash, land, and tax-free status. You know, because the thing right. is, you need a head start. The same way they got a head start with the free labor, you know. Yes, and, yes. And, you know, same way. If we don't, if, if to build a base, because see, all right, I'm, I'm going to veer off a little bit here. If people have something to lose, people won't wild out as much as you think. Meaning, uh -huh. all right, in, in the black communities, the reason why you, you, I think you see so-called violence because they don't have any, they, they, they don't have anything to gain. Meaning, if if you give them jobs, I feel that'll decrease the violence. Yeah, you're if, absolutely if, right. You see what I'm saying? Like if yes, if you have, let's say, I think you can work at 16. Or so from if you have a male from 16 to 24, and if they can go work a job and they get paid 12, 15 dollars an hour, and they're making good money legally. And they're not out wilding out. They're not in the streets and not shooting, you know, whatever. I think they'll have something. They have something to gain, so they're not going to be out there, you know, wilding out. I mean, yeah, there's right. still a small percentage that's still going to be doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And then, hey, they they have to reap the consequences. But however, the way that you eliminate a lot of that is jobs, socioeconomics. You know, the jobs. Right. You put jobs out there for the people. Then people, you know, all they want to do is work, make some money, take care of their family, and go home. They they they're not right. trying to be out here with this so-called black on black crime, and you know they're putting out like the food, the welfare. They put black people as a face, but people don't know white people get more welfare than black people. But they don't they do. put this out. You see what I'm they saying? Do. They they're do. They do. They're white people sitting at home. Yeah, exactly. They're white people sitting at home. And just drawing a check but black people are the face of it. there are a lot of us right. who just want to go out and just work and just work take care of our families and, and, and you know just just live we're not trying to be out here to start no trouble you know we want to you know so i don't know man this yeah man. well I, th I think what i think what happens is you know, and 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 you you hit the nail on the head when you said about this pandemic. I think what happens is it forces a lot of us that are not essential workers to actually stay home instead of the you know out of public for fear that the COVID nineteen will some kind of way catch up with us. So what we do is we stay home and then we learn, we research more, we read more. Um, and so a lot of these things, like you said, are coming to the forefront. You know, we right. have protests after protests after protests. And it seemed like these protests went on for weeks. And I'm not sure if there's still a protest going on now or not. You know, I think mm -hmm. up in Portland, Oregon, they had some type of protest not too long ago. Mm 
Um, and I mean, like a couple days ago. And uh, I do remember the largest protest that I've seen it went on for like three weeks to where they even took over a city block and it was police free, a police free zone. I've never seen any protest that I can remember to where the police abandoned the police station and let the protesters just take it. I've never seen that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and, and this this happened, this happened, you know, pretty frequently. And so you have now this person in office. Um, I can't even call him a president. I can just say this person in office that's not transparent. This person in office is trying to roll back uh, all types of uh, deregulations and regulations and things like that as far as uh, blacks are concerned or people of color are concerned. Uh, for instance, uh, he just decided that he's going to roll back the fair housing uh, pro uh, projects, uh, which basically means that, you know, okay, you're black and we can discriminate against you if you want to live in the suburban areas, you know, and I'm not sure if you know this or not, but you know, Fred Trump, his father was sued for that back in 71. What they did was uh, they were discriminating against blacks in their apartment building. And I think at the time, Trump was like 17 or 18 years of age. Uh, and that's what brought on the Fair uh, Fair Housing Act, the Federal Fair Housing Act from the, from the FBI. They did a sting operation and found out that um, they were being discriminated against. So a tiger doesn't change his stripes. And that's what I understand people don't realize that. And then by him to make this statement, I think it was a couple of days ago, um, that he's going to roll back the Fair Housing Act now. I don't, I don't get it. It wasn't even a dog whistle. It was basically, hey, I'm doing this for you, you know, because if you let these people of color move into your area, they're going to bring down your, um, your property, property value. value. Yeah, exactly. You know, crime is going to go up in your city. Uh, crime is going to go up in your, in your suburban area. You're nice. You call it suburbia, like in a utopia, you know, to where there's no black people. And if you are a black person, your statue has to be something of a, a six-figure income or a seven-figure income, even though most white people that live in those type of areas that they claim it has a multi-family income coming in to where you have to have a doctor's degree or a black doctor, black lawyer to even live in that area, and you're still going to be discriminated against. We see that every day. We see that every day. Right. So by him saying that, I don't believe that uh, he has, well, I know for a fact he doesn't have uh, people of color as best interest, even though he touts that he has uh, 96 or 86% of the black vote. I'm afraid that's just what we call it hyperbole because there's no way in the world I can see him having, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't right. see him having, you know, that much of a black vote. You know, well, really believe don't. it or not, bro, you know, I, 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 I found it hard to believe too, but there are black people who vote for Trump now. Oh yeah, number oh, yeah. forty-five. I don't you know. There are people out there voting for him, but it's not what you think. They're they're prop. They're voting for him because see, he's a businessman, so uh -huh. he allows tax breaks and things of that nature for business. So I think that's the reason why black people vote for him. It isn't mm -hmm. like a uh, black and white racist thing. I think it's a financial thing when you see black people voting for him, right? Mm -hmm. Now, going now, as far as leading the country, yeah. Um, I, I don't see why he was president. 
or why he became don't get me wrong i didn't think old girl was qualified either you know because she was married to old boy who came up with the three strikes you're out in the super predator and everything like that and they went to haiti and and then you know they're doing whatever they're doing over there but you know it's it's like i thought america would have picked the lesser of two evils but obviously you know they they went that route um now you had mentioned his pops back in the day yeah a lot of people don't know um there's a netflix series uh there's a netflix series i'm trying to remember the name of it in the episode there's an episode where they talk about trump and after watching that there was no way he should have been the president of the united states he had so many failed companies from you know uh the casinos he had an airline he had uh a trump university a college and all yes, of them yes, failed. Yes. and a lot of people yes. don't know yes his father his father is, is not uh you know how would you say a foundational american mm-hmm. i think the father came from europe for, uh, like you said fred and the father had built housing complexes in brooklyn and queens in uh, new york right so right. yeah like you said when you mentioned the fair housing act yeah i had uh watched that and yeah they mentioned it like a lot of his money really came from his dad his dad bailed him out you know when the Multiple dad was times. alive right when the dad yeah. was alive that's why uh he chose to go to manhattan because you know there's five boroughs in new york city so the father had a stronghold over queens and brooklyn so that's why he went to manhattan he had the high rises mm-hmm. And you know, with the father's uh, connections, he he grew, right? But then you know, mm-hmm. I would think if his father was a success and he was up under his father, he would have learned better. But no, like I said, with the failed universities, the failed airlines, uh, the, the the casinos, a lot of things out here has his name on it, but he doesn't own it. It's just the name. That is correct. That is correct. It's just a it's just the name. It's that just the name. Yeah, and, and a lot and, of people don't know, realize that. Right, a lot of people don't know that. I, I'm trying to, I, I got to look for the, the, it was a Netflix series because they, they had him and I think it's Jared Kushner, his brother-in-law. He They were featured on series and they talked about them. And yeah, I, when I watched that series, I was like, if people did a, a, a research and ed- educated themselves, yeah, they probably would have voted for Hillary. You know, because there's no way he's a businessman, and then his leadership qualities is non-existent. Here we are. Out of all the things that he should be talking about, you know, with the murders of of, of George George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, he, uh, I think it was about a week ago, he mentioned the, about you know the NASCAR driver Bubba, I can't remember Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace, where they found yes. the noose. They found the noose in yes. the uh, garage. He yes. mentioned he mentioned that you know that they were uh, they they didn't find what he found, and basically he called out Bubba Wallace. And I'm sitting yes. here like out of all the I, I I just was in disbelief. Out of all the things you could be saying, like you could be saying, well, America, hey, stay tough. We're trying to find a vaccine, you know. I'm, you know, being a leader and, and, and galvanizing the troops, so to speak. Out of all the things you could talk about, you chose that, and and, and it yes. looks it makes you looks like you know it, it looks racist. You know, it's like you're feeding, 
And that's why now you got all these so-called Karens and all everybody coming out because they feel em- emboldened because they know, yes. hey, we got one of us in in the top in the office, you know. So that that's, that's just <laughs> you know. Funny. And he, and he doesn't hide that. He doesn't hide that. He doesn't hide it whatsoever. And that Netflix you were talking about was called The American Dream. Mm, and uh, okay. on Netflix, and they actually have. Uh, I think four different episodes. Uh, I'm actually pulling it up now as we speak. They have one is Manhattan, uh, two is the Gambler, uh, three is the Citizen Trump, and then four was politics. So they do have that on Netflix, and it's actually called uh, Trump: The American Dream, and it's actually a, like a mini series, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I think that's something that um, you know people should educate themselves on. You know, if you don't want to pick up a book and educate yourself on what's going on in today's society as well as the past the history oh no no the one the one i was telling you talking about it was called dirty money oh dirty money dirty money yes yes okay um, so yeah that's... it was called dirty money the, the brother-in-law uh slumlord millionaire he had an episode he's on season two and the one about number 45 i think he was season one his his episode was called the confidence man yeah it's called okay. dirty money michael Bazden show had uh i was listening to michael Bazden show and he had put that out and i sat there it's about an hour long and i sat there and watched that and i was just amazed i was just amazed about how he made his money how he went about it the failure like the, the trump university now that i remember yeah that was just that was just so wrong the airlines okay, well, and i'm looking at that now know, i'm actually looking at that yeah. right now dirty money that's what it's called um and, and you know the michael Bazin show had put that out and i watched it and it, you know really it really opened my eyes to you know what's going on it's, it, it seems like it's just a good old boy system you know because that's you know at the, back then banks he even said it in the video banks were literally throwing money at him because of his name because he has success right if you have right. success, people want to hang around you, be around you. Hopefully, it rubs off on them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, man. And then he he drained it, you know. And he he, he and then uh, eventually, till he went bankrupt and he lost those companies. And like I said, um, I think in Manhattan, the Trump Towers and everything like that got his name. He doesn't own it, and he has um, his name is on certain buildings overseas as well. But it's just the name. I guess they pay him a certain amount to use the name. That's why I was wondering, like. He had interest. I know he probably passed those interests to his sons, his daughters, so he can allow to be president. But I was like, I don't think that was really wise, you know? Right. Because uh, allegedly with Russia is colluding and this, that, and the third, a whole bunch of mess, man. But um, as far as leading this country where it needs to go, especially during this, I don't even say pandemic, I say pandemic because, you know, it, it just looks like they they weren't prepared you know or they must have planned it it just didn't look like it was prepared because uh you know the previous president president obama had a um a team in place and yes. when he came in office he fired the team he didn't yes. replace them and right. then you know when when you see that something was coming because it was right around the time uh what kobe bryant passed away in january and it was right around the time where China had this issue. And instead of, you know, pre-planning and stuff like that, he, you know, they thought it was nothing. And then when it hit, 
late February up until March. And then, you know, like I said, there was no leadership and, you right. know, there was no plan in place. Like I said, you know, I don't know if people told him, cause you know, he has a cabinet. I don't know if people told him and he just was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it my way. Or he's just that stupid. I, I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. But well, I think it's a combination is. of both because they did tell him they did inform him of this thing and, and he's stupid because he fired everybody who wants to tell him that hey we need to do this well you're fired dude this is not a reality show this is life and he's playing with people's life right right he's literally playing with people's life and I don't understand why people a lot of people don't see that a lot of people just look at him as oh, he's okay he's made bad decisions now he's the leader of America and bad decisions you know you I, you fired everybody and you put pl- people in place so that they could look out for your best interests right is all right. it was yeah. and even and, and then even they turned their back on on him the, the Kavanaugh you yeah. know when they voted yeah. this, when they voted for the the uh, what was it the uh, DACA and then the LGBTQ community they voted against that and they said no no they have a right and he was just like flabbergasted but these are people he put in place that they thought would have his back and so people finally starting to some people are starting to realize that he's not what he's cracked up to be i just don't understand how he still has 40 percent of america's bamboozle behind that i really well i think a, a lot of times believe it or not a lot of times people people look at color i hate to say it um you know don't get me wrong like when these so-called uh, debates happen, I listen. You know, sometimes, well, not sometimes. Sometimes when I watch them, that's what I meant to say. Because sometimes it depends on who's going against who. Like when he was running, I, I, I be honest, I didn't really watch because I was like, well, I thought Hillary was the best candidate. You know, I thought she was going to win. So surprise, surprise, when he won. When you're watching these debates, you want to see if, uh, you know, they have the issues. Just like right. when President Obama was running versus, uh, was it, the deceased John McCain. I listened to them to see what they were saying. And President Obama at the time, you know, he was saying, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Oh, boy, kept giving another rhetoric and running around the circle. So it made it very clear. But there's certain people who just dismiss what he said just based on, I mean, when I say him or President Obama because of the color of his skin. And you know, that, right. and, and that's not right. You just gotta look at what they're saying and how they're gonna implement. And a lot of these guys, these debates, they just, it's just like pe- a petty argument. Let's talk about the issues. And that's another right. thing that black people as a whole need to pay attention to before voting. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of black people vote and they don't know why they vote Republican or they don't they don't know why they vote Democrat. They might vote Democrat because their fathers or their mothers or their parents might have voted that. You know, mm-hmm. you got to look at it like, OK, which of these two is going to give you what you need as a, as a whole? Like, are they going to put jobs in the communities? Are they going right. to help? you know, with legislation, like you said, stop the redlining, because redlining been existing when you had mentioned earlier about uh, Trump, then allowing certain people to live in certain areas, you know, 
that's not really good business because you know money you know businessman looks at green not black and white but you know that is correct that is correct that is correct you see what i'm and, saying and, so and speaking of voting you, you you hit the nail on the head when you talk about voting and people don't understand why they're voting and what they're voting for you're absolutely right um and i'll give you an example and this just happened to me um tuesday last week when i went to go vote and i'll just let everybody know right up front um you know i am a registered republican um however i didn't vote for this guy <laughs> i just didn't and i voted for barack obama in uh 2008 and that was a personal choice um but one of the things that happened to me when i went to go vote uh like tuesday was that this was the first time i've ever been to this voting uh station and you walk and the first thing they ask you and i'm like wait a minute that you know because basically wow. you know you you don't have to know that you shouldn't know that and they actually and this is this is no joke so i told them i was republican and so they said okay follow the red line i follow the red line then lady says are you republican i'm like yes and so when i followed the red line i noticed that they had the republicans and the democrats separate i noticed there was a long line of democrats and i was the only republican and when i followed the line i went in there they had two voting booths just two hmm. the republic the democratic side had about 15 or 20. now i don't know if that's i don't know if that's voter suppression or not but you, you, you see where I'm going with that? First of all, you shouldn't ask me. And then when I go in there, I see all these, you know, just two vote, voting booths for Republicans and about mm -hmm. 20 for Democrats. And I see all the Democrats looking at me and they know I'm Republican because, I mean, I got like a big red neon sign, right? Republican, Republican, right. Republican. I was like, whoa. Now, I said all that to say that there are some issues that Republicans do right. Unfortunately, these last three years, because of this guy being in office, I haven't seen very much of that. And I have seen the Democratic Party with some issues, a lot more issues that they're doing right versus the Republican. But now the way I vote is this, even though I'm a registered Republican, if I see that there are some issues that the Democrats have that benefit me and my then I'll vote Democrat. If I see right. that there are some issues that the Republicans have that the Democrats don't, and it makes sense to me, and it benefits me as well as my fellow man, then I'll vote Republican. So I go back and forth depending on the issues at hand that will benefit me, my community, and my fellow man. Some people That's say I just should need be. to vote independent. But and, and that was and that was the point I was trying to make was the point you brought up yeah. and it was a very good point and that is some people don't understand what they're voting for some people don't understand why they're voting and I would have to agree just because you're a Democrat doesn't mean you can't vote on some issues that Republican are independent for that matter well so, it should it should be you know like you said you should go where you know the party is carrying your best interest. I, exactly. I think black people need to like pile up their vote and give their total vote. You know, mm -hmm. like let's say if there's a hundred thousand of us or whatever the case may be, I'm giving you an example, there's a hundred thousand black people. 
and you know we go to each candidate ask them what they're going to do for black people and hey you know it, it, the best one that sound the one that sounds the best you give them your block all of the votes instead of going right let's say 55 percent of this one over here and 45 over here you know and there's just defeating the purpose i think you know right you need to go to the candidates and find out but you know right. aside of all of that the democratic and the, and the republican parties i think our communities need to do for self because there's not going to be no you know somebody coming out of the sky to save us we we got to do for self we got to save ourselves and since we're out here working you know uh you know financial literacy that's very big in, in our black communities because a couple of months ago was it last month you know you see people out here with, during this pandemic you know they're still rushing to the mall to buy jordans and i'm sitting that's here true. like wouldn't wouldn't it be better to buy the nike stock instead of yes you know, I'm yes yes i don't know about you but i'm tired of seeing um you know people out here paying two three hundred dollars you know for a pair of shoes that's gonna devalue or you're gonna uh mess up the the soles you know as you wear them you're gonna mess up right. the soles you throw them in the trash 300 is in the trash but if you had brought the nike stock what was it at the time 90 dollars a share at 300 you couldn't have three shares and when the market market went down you got it you could got it low and the market went back up and you would have made a profit you know so right i just think financial literacy and and it's by design because if you pay attention you know they teach us you know unless you're going to be like uh, a scientist or engineer you don't need calculus you know you don't need the algebra you know mm -hmm. that doesn't help you uh you know pay your bills on a daily basis you know some of this stuff they give us in school you know it's by design if you noticed all the shop classes you know back in the day stuff that you know people used to uh i think in the 60s and 70s you know what was more prevalent they get auto mechanic you know uh building with your hands carpenter plumbing stuff like that people straight out of high school can go get good jobs paying you know 20 dollars right, an hour right. or more right you know? and now they take this out of the school and they give you the perception that you have to go to college and yes. you know college isn't for everyone and then you know what i noticed you know college student loan debt student loan debt yes. is like the std in the black community i mean yes. i'm just i'm just saying that because everyone has it and then yes. sitting yes. here like you're owing all this money and that's the new slavery debt is yes. the new slavery yes. it's got you, right. you you know invisible chain and you're working to get the chain off now some people are successful getting that chain off and so-called emancipating themselves and some people you know they're slaves until perpetuity i mean you got yes. people um i saw i read an article a few months back man now granted you graduate college around 22 23 right so if they right. get social security that's 65 so that's roughly 40 little over 40 years right mm -hmm. so in 40 years you couldn't pay off your student loan so now here you are 65 and this is what they're doing bro they are taking their money out of your social security your student loan debt is being garnished from your social security check that's wow, crazy. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, I did not know brother. That. Yes. Yes. And I did you know, not know and, that. Yeah, and that's financial literacy because you mean to tell me you could because you know the student loan that the student loans, I do notice, um, you know, they're they're the, the the APR is not high. It's not like credit cards. Credit cards, like if you go to Target or Walmart right now, they probably give you between 22 and 28% interest, you know. 
So the student loan generally is under 10%. They rate between three and seven, three to 8%. So yeah, they're relatively low. True indeed. However, if it's still a debt there, you need to handle it. And 40 years go by and here it is, you're 65 and you still have student debt from when you were in college. I mean, come on, that, that's, that's not a good look. So no, financial not. literacy, financial literacy definitely um, needs to be had. And, you know, another thing I noticed, too, you know, other than financial literacy, there's a lot of jobs that going back to what you said about, you know, we don't have the mom and pop stores and the gas stations. A lot of these jobs that black people used to do, the other nationalities are coming in and doing it. Yes. Uh, yes. The, the, the Mexicans, the Arabs, the Indians, you know, so on and so forth, because in their country, they had less than us and they come yes. here and they're like, oh, wow. And they take it and they run with it. And right. they know right. how to, they, they, and I think they practice group economics better than we do. And that's oh, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. You definite. know, um, like for instance, ideally, this is what, I think this is what black people should do, ideally in a marriage. Like, let's say you are married to a young lady. If you bring in 50K a year and she brings in 50K, let's say you have one kid, hypothetically. Let's say you have one kid. What, what should happen is y'all should try to live off one salary, right? Mm-hmm. Try to live off 50K a year. And, and this is all dependent on debt and things like that. But let's say hypothetically, if you're debt free, you pull in 50, she pulls in 50. We should live off, she sh- y'all should live off y'all, your 50. And her mm-hmm. 50, you guys should save or invest. So let's say for instance, let me give you an example. If, for four years, you save her 50K. That's 200K. So now your house right. is paid for. So instead right. of having a 30 year mortgage, you paid your house off in four years. And now right. you pay off your house. Guess what? You have equity. Now you have right. something that you can pass down to your child for the next generation. If you need to, if you need cash, now you can actually take it from the house because you have 200K plus or whatever the property value. Let's say you bought your house for 200,000, but your house in the, in the area you live at is worth 250. So now you have that, right? Now you right. keep going moving forward. If you're living off one salary, you know, and, and like I said, you, you it can be done. You know, it can be done. You don't have fancy cars and you do side hustles and work with your hands. It can be done, you know, but the trick is, you know, we're, we're living with two incomes and then when one person loses a job, then you're in trouble. You know, right. I know some people will debunk what I'm saying. They'd be like, oh, it's not reasonable to live off 50K. I mean, it could be 60, 40. You're making 60, she's making 40. You save her salary. Hey, in five years at 45, 40, uh, 40,000 a year times five, you still pay off your house if your house was worth 200,000. There's houses that you can buy brand new houses and they build it from the ground up for 200K. You don't have to pay three and 400K to have a house. You just have to move in those areas, you know, that sell it, you know? Like for instance, if you were in New York City, of course those brownstones are like, five, you know, half a million, you know, and then build something up. I mean, God, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's pretty pricey. You would have to go further down South. Like I would say a place like Texas, Georgia, maybe the Carolinas. You can find some deals, you know, for houses, but the financial literacy with saving, investing, things like that, and then creating jobs, doing side hustles 
And then, you know, I think that will be building communities. We could be a little bit stronger in that aspect, you know, but I think a lot of us, we just don't have knowledge itself. Now we don't know how strong we were, you know, back in the, you know, back in the days, we don't know. People don't know we were the first doctors, <clears throat> the first lawyers, you know, the first governors. We figured out that time, you know, the 365 and one fourth day, you know, we took measurements. Like I said, we could see the stars. We, 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 we were, you know, the hot combs, everything like, even the car, you, you know, like, yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, what's it, Mr. Patterson, I forgot his first name, but Mr. Patterson, if you notice, Henry Ford doesn't get credit for creating the, the, the car. He gets credit for mass producing the car. Mass production, right, right you're right. Right, because remember, they call it the plant, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He gets credit, but he didn't create the car. I mean, we've done a lot, man. There's a lot of, think about it. What incentive would a slave have to build a cotton gin? Because when we watch these videos, I mean, these movies, right? If you, if you was out in the fields for 12 hours a day, and if your sack didn't weigh a certain much, you got lashes on the back. This was a reality. Right. Right. So look at the ingenuity. Why, why would Eli Whitney create a cotton gin when he had slaves? It didn't make, it right. doesn't make sense. Doesn't make he sense. People, doesn't make sense. He had people that was going to do the work for him. Mm -hmm. So the black people who got tired of getting whoopings, look how smart we are. We mm -hmm. came up and we created something to pull that cotton. But remember, remember that, you know, slaves couldn't get notoriety because they were slaves. That's true. That's true. And because they were owned by Eli Whitney, that's how he got so-called credit for the cotton gin. And that revolutionized the way, you know, it was produced. And that's why the United States was making so much money after that was mass produced, you see? But the families, the families of those slaves, are they getting compensated? Probably not. No. But Eli not. Whitney, Eli Whitney, his generation, like it's what been two, two, three hundred years. That family's still eating off that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Still. Yeah. This is true. So yeah, man. I just think you know, true. we need to come together with the you know. And uh, this might be controversial, but the biggest problem I think is the church. That's one of the biggest problems in the community. Because so, go ahead, yeah, explain, that. please. Because I have my own theory behind that as well. The biggest problem with the church is, man, they. They, they could advocate more. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some churches out there who probably are doing it. But there's a lot of churches, man. The, the, the pastor's just up on that pulpit, barking, pay your tithes, pay your tithes. And all you're doing is paying the rent and, and, and you're putting out. But what are you getting back other than the promise that, okay, when you die, you go to heaven? Right. I'm not really a fan of that because let me give you an example. If if you and your wife are married, let's say you have a wife and you're married and let's say your child is eight years old, right? So let's say you make pretty good money. Let's say between you and your wife, you give 300 and she gives 300. So you're, you're paying tithes, tithes. I said tithes. <laughs> Y'all paying tithes, right? So $600 a month, right? 
So $600 a month, that, that's a lot of money, but you're paying this, right? So $600 a month in, in a year, that's 70, 7,200, right? So mm -hmm. now if you, you stay at this church for 10 years, 10 years now, right? So 10 times 12 is what, 120. So that's 120 months. So if you take that seven seven thousand two hundred dollars and you multiply that by 120, that's over eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars that you've given to this church in tithes for ten years. Now, here it is. Now, remember, now it's ten years. So your child was eight years old. Now your child is eighteen years old. It's time for your child to go to college. If you're lucky. If you are lucky, you'll get a love offering from this church for $100 to send this child to go to college. Now, mind you, I just gave you an example of 10 years, and this is not with compound interest or anything like that, but you you and your spouse has given $600 a month in tithes to this church, tithes in this church, and it came out to a little over $850,000. Now, That's if you had person. that money, that's one family. That's one family. Yeah. That's between you and your wife. You've given to this church. And because so if if that if y'all doing that, imagine what you guys could have done for yourself. You know, obviously you would have had your child's college education paid for. You guys could have paid for at least, I would say, at least two to three houses. So you could have had multiple streams of income because you could have paid for the house and rented it out and have something coming in every month. All you do is pay the taxes, right? You definitely could have paid off two, three, maybe even four vehicles. You had money to invest in the stock market. I mean, 800,000, 850,000, I think, I, mean, I don't have the number here. I'm just doing it off the cuff of the head. It, it, it's 800, I, I said 850K, I think is a little bit more than that, but yeah. That, that's a that's definitely three quarters of a million dollars in 10 years in 10 years but you're giving it to the church and the church you know they're eating it you know they're paying uh you know probably their mortgage you know the pastor's getting a cut yeah they might be helping a little bit sick and shut in but i you know from what i know from what i've seen in certain churches because I, I i mentioned this example because i had a friend of mine who was with a church and he was with the church for 10 years and he was giving that same amount and hmm. he got nothing from that church and he eventually left the church that's why I, I said because I know a person who did this that's why I'm saying what I'm saying I, I didn't make, just make this up I knew somebody who did this he was in the Navy at the time his wife was uh, you know a uh, they worked in the military town, which not a babysitter, daycare. Yeah, she would watch the kids. So, you know, people PCS in and out for those who are in the military understand that. So she, she, you know, she always had customers. She had business. Right. And yeah, they, they, they made out pretty well. And for 10 years, they gave to that church. And yeah, that church yeah. ended up, um, they didn't go bankrupt. They're still there, but the, the, they, they didn't take, and that's, this is just one family. So I can imagine if maybe if 10 other families were doing this. Mm, yeah, and it's all tax-free. This all is tax one free. family. Yeah. You know, this is just one, two people. This is one family that's doing this. I just think the church, man, you know, some of these churches out here, man, you know, 
they should be practicing more group economics, black business. But I know why they do that because it takes away from their bottom line. Because if they teach you how to be strong, then you won't need them. They want you to exactly. You know, uh, and then you should want to anyway, not to you know have the church profit off your hard your hard earnings. So yeah, yeah. you're right. And that was, and only yeah. Go ahead. No, the only reason why I say that is because uh, you know I, I felt the same way. I felt I feel the same way about churches. Uh, they should actually be giving more to the community than what they're doing instead of taking. And uh, we have a church here, one of the big mega churches. Um, and I'm not even going to mention his name because uh, to me, he's the, he's a disgusting person. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we had the hurricane season come through here and you had uh, the flood season and you had people that were actually homeless because they were flooded out. And he did not want to open the church doors because he said they were flooding. And they took a video of the church to where the church is fine. But it was right, he just said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he exactly. just said that. Yeah, exactly. Because he didn't want the people in his church. Because hey, you guys are here to, to take care of the business. You guys are not here to to live off me, pretty much. It, it's just a disgusting person. But he still has followers, and I don't understand why. I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality of some people nowadays. I really don't. So it's just it, it is what it is, and I think that you know, hopefully through. Uh, conversations like this, podcasts like this, uh, maybe not this one, maybe the next one or whatever the case may be, that people have the opportunity to listen to the podcast and pick and choose their own narratives. You know, uh, guide yourself in that direction that you want to go into. Let this be a stepping stone for you to educate yourself and are your fellow person. You know, uh, bring this into your home and, you know, and, and educate your children. You know, Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. How can you discover something that's already that's already been occupied? <laughs> but we were, well, yeah, because, you know, you think about that. We were fed this lie from the first day of school. Yeah, it's taught in school, that and Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of people exactly, don't know that. Exactly, exactly. His name, his name know, is not even Christopher Columbus, because Columbus is a uh, English term. It was Cristobal Colon. Cristobal like, so Colon. Yeah, Cristobal Colon. I went to the Dominican Republic. I I, I saw um, <laughs> the the palace. You know, they're very short people. Cause I'm six three, so they, these people were very short. And yeah, I went there. And yeah, it's Christopher Cristobal Colon is his name. It's not Christopher Columbus. That was Americanized. And he he landed yeah, there. That's where he landed. He you know so they remember see. When, you got to be careful. There's North America and there's South America. So right. he went to the, he went down there towards South America. So it was the Americas, but they said they, he discovered America. He never landed on what we call America, like United States of America. He never landed there. That's not where he landed. So that's why I find it very hard to believe that they said that he discovered it. And then the atrocities that he did there with those with those people, you know, the king and the queen. You know, a lot of people don't know Christopher Columbus got thrown in jail when he got back. He they, they got him for the crimes because there's a book that the priest that was with him, I think it was his brother. The the, the book there was a book uh, that a diary that he wrote, and he said the atrocities that he did. They were raping the women and killing the men. They because atro- they were looking for gold, and you know, because the Indians. 
were welcoming, you know, because they were gentle people and they came through and they ravaged them, you know? So yeah, that, that Christopher Columbus, like I said, Cristobal Colon was his name. He didn't discover it. That's why I don't know why they carry that narrative. The same thing with Thanksgiving, you know, they killed off the warrior class. Yeah, they, well, well, from, 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 from my studying, um, Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, during the war, put that story together to, I guess, give so-called American pride. And I think Thanksgiving didn't become a national holiday. Was it Roosevelt during World War II uh, uh, made it, uh, you know, official national holiday back in the 1920s? No, 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 40s. Because I think World War II, because, no, uh, well, he was the longest standing president. He ran, he was up here, he was up in there for like three terms. Because it was because of him they made the rule that you could only use two terms as president. Because Franklin Roosevelt was in there for like three or four terms. He died in office. <laughs> he was the president that long. He, Franklin Roosevelt oh, did you died not, in office. Franklin That's Roosevelt. Facts. Franklin hmm. D. Roosevelt. Yes, sir. He, he died. He died in office. He died uh, in the 1940s, and I want to say he made Thanksgiving a national holiday. But the story about that is is. You know where they those uh pilgrims was actually eating themselves they were they were doing cannibalism when they got here they didn't know how to uh tile the land right they didn't have much and when somebody died they buried them and it was cold and they would go out and eat their remains that's they don't talk about this they don't like talking about this they you know trust me when they made it through that winter they made it seem oh we made it through and then there was a feast like there was a turkey and cranberry sauce and all that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i probably think the indians was like hey y'all hungry well y'all can come over and eat but then you know those pilgrims plotted on them they put smallpox in their blankets killed off that is the correct. warrior class and, and that is and, correct you know is one of the uh, not discuss atrocities and then we're not going to talk about christmas you know because christmas what it christmas is really the winter equinox that's it you know he wasn't born in december you know that that's a flat out lie nowhere and even the ones who claim who can say, who want to say that it's not even in the bible there's nowhere it says he was born in december it's the it's the winter equinox for them three days that you know. But they 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 took this story and ran with it. All these holidays, uh, the Fourth of July, especially that just passed. That's an amazing holiday to me because Fourth of July, black people were slaves. Here it is. Uh, America, yeah, that's why I don't understand why you're celebrating that. What, yeah, what's so <laughs> Amer- America was fighting. Amer- what people don't talk about, America was fighting Britain for their independence while black people here was fighting for their independence from America. Yeah. I yeah. didn't get that. I didn't get that. Yeah. You're doing the same thing, but see, and a lot of people don't know, that's why the British, when they got here to America, that's how a lot of people ended up in the British, in the British West Indies, because a lot of black people escaped and joined the fight with the British, because the joined British Joined the said, hey, fight with the British, you're right, you're absolutely right. Right, because they told them, hey, if you fight with us, we'll you'll be free. And what they right. did, they brought them to the British West Indies. Now, granted, the line, they gave them land, but the land wasn't the greatest of land. And the black people had to tile the land and make it habitable to plant 
and grow food and, and build housing and things like that. But yeah, a lot of people don't know about that. Blacks did leave and fight with the British. A lot of people, like, like a lot of people right. don't know that, um, you know, this White House is probably the second White House. The first White House was burnt down by the British. The British was like, we ain't having that. They went, they went over to Washington DC and they burnt down the first black house, the White House. Yeah, and blacks rebuilt oh, no, it I did not know that. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is the second White House, man. The first White House was burnt down by the British. The British was like, oh, y'all coming up, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. <laughs> they said, y'all coming around disrespecting us? Y'all ain't paying our taxes? All right, bet. And they lit, lit up the White House. Wow. I, did I not know, know I'm that. laughing, but it's funny. Yeah, it, man, there's a lot of history, a lot of hidden history. Uh, if I were, you know, look, watch Hidden Colors. There's a lot of uh, books out here, man. I'll send you a list of books, man. There's there's a lot of history out here, man. Hidden Colors really is what helped me open my eyes, man. Um, there's five five of them. Uh, you know, Tariq Nasheed uh, is the uh, owner of the Hidden Colors series. Yeah, man, there's a lot of uh, history that we're not aware of. Like I said, we... We've done a lot of great things, man. Like I said, in some of these holidays, I wonder what would black people do if we didn't follow these holidays, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, Thanksgiving, well, yeah, Columbus Day, even Hallows Halloween. Halloween is stupid because the next day is All Saints Day. Well, yeah, that's day. not even a holiday, I think. That's not even a holiday. Yeah, it's but just people out here following they just put it. out there. Yeah, trick-or-treating, but it's supposed to be when the dead comes up and try to reclaim the earth. Right, You know, right. but people so out they, here... You know, Fourth uh, of July. Uh, oh, here, here's the here's the oxymoron: Labor Day. Like you mean to tell me our ancestors really got a day off? Sixty <laughs> years ago, Labor Day. Like you get a day off. Um, the only right. the only days I will respect will be, you know, of course Veterans Day because I'm a veteran. You know, and right. Memorial Day because those guys gave the ultimate sacrifice. Right, right. they gave right. up their they, lives. Right. They gave their lives. You know, they gave their lives. President's Day has no meaning because all those guys, those presidents that they're honoring were all slaveholders. So President's true. Day has no meaning. Easter, Easter is the most funniest as one of them all. Because if you notice, every year, Easter is not on the same day. Sometimes it's not even the same month. Some some days, Easter, some month, I mean, some years, Easter falls in March. Then it falls in April. So how did Jesus die in March this year? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's just some of the things, if you study your history, if you do some research and study, it should make you question stuff. A lot of times, man, a lot of a lot of us, we go off what we've been taught and we don't go no further. And if you, with self-education, like I said, with self-education, man, you, you it open your eyes and it make you question a lot. And, and we're not critically thinking. You know, a lot of times, you know, we just sit here and we just go, like I said, like we talked about with, uh, with the Republican and Democrat, because see, coming up, I can give you a, a, my story. Coming up, my father voted Democratic. So I thought that I should vote Democrat. You're right. I didn't right. know no better, you know, right. until now, you know, not now, but until I learned and taught myself, hey, you know, what's going on here? Why, you know, you see what's going on, what they're putting out, the laws, how does it help me? How does it help black people? How does it help our community? Then you you start to question it. Because a lot of people don't know back in the day, there before the civil rights movement, well, during the civil rights movement, black people were voting Republican because the Republicans were doing the most, allegedly. For That's, that is correct. That is correct. And now you see the, the tides have turned. 
Right, right. People don't people don't know this, you know. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's just yeah. A the lot Democrats were the ones that the Democrats were the ones back in the day that wanted to keep slavery, mm-hmm. and the Republicans didn't. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. And now the tables have turned. And but yet still, just my opinion, I still believe the Democrats want to hold on to slavery. And the reason why I say that is because well, look at welfare. What better way to keep the black votes and to keep the Democrats in office if I keep my thumb on the black community, on their post, by giving them government assistance? They'll love me. Even though it's not my money, they'll still love me. And the Republicans are saying, hey, you know, hey, look, everybody needs to do for themselves. You know, a man is valued by the sweat of his brow. So the Republicans are like, hey, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do government funding for that. We're not going to do government funding for that. Okay, if you want a loan, take out a loan. But yet still, there's a lot of stipulation that goes behind taking out a simple loan. And one big stipulation that we have as men of color is the color of our skin. So the Democrats are saying, hey, we can do this. We can give you a loan. But yet still, think about this for a minute. We'll give you a loan, but you're going to pay this much in interest. You can start your own business. You can even buy your own house. It could be yours. But technically, the land is not. Because you still wow. have to pay taxes. So, yeah, and and who, who did the government pay taxes to when they got the land? That's what I want to know. You know, that's, uh, yeah. that's a, a, a great question. <laughs> the land was here. Who y'all paying, you know, you know who y'all paying taxes to you know that's that's yeah I mean, well you know where are the ta- where are the taxes going because i mean i pay taxes every year i pay taxes every year and i don't see no benefit i don't reap the benefits of that well so, you can look it up it's supposed to it's supposed to go toward um you know fixing the school city roads and things like that yes i you know, i get so, that statement every there. Yeah, i get that statement quarterly <laughs> But um, you had mentioned something about the welfare. Now, as far as black people, what black people need to realize or, or see, I don't think they care because they just care about the money. But like you said, the money is really coming from us, meaning us, you and me, the taxpayers. Yes, yes, yes. Do you yes, really yes. believe the 1% is allowing their money to trickle down to come to us? No, 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 no. Their no. money is at a higher the- ceiling. And they'll give it to a, they'll give it to a, a they'll give it to a charitable organization that they own. Well, they can get it back in, when they file taxes later on. Tax tax exactly. uh, deferment. No, it's not a deferment. Tax not, exemption. Well, exemption. A tax exemption. Yeah, yeah, they get the money back. So it, it's a scam. The taxes, yeah. the tax rate is really for businessmen. That's why it's good. It's very probably best for black people to go in their own business because that's where you get the tax breaks at. If you're just right. a regular, you know, Joe. Taxes ain't going to be for you, especially if you're single. If you're married, yeah, you get a little bit of a break, depending on dependents. But if you're single out here, man, yeah, they're going to tax the heck out of you. That's, oh, yeah. That's just oh, how yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know. so. I know, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Well, I know exactly what you mean. Well, Pierre, I want to take the time to um, end this podcast. And I also want to take the time to welcome you back at any time. I really enjoyed oh, no this. Doubt. I really enjoyed this. I mean, not only was it educational for the listeners, but I learned a lot myself and I look forward to learning even more. Send me those links and then I'll put those links out so people can actually educate themselves based on the podcast that we presented to them today. I really right, appreciate that. that. I really no appreciate doubt, that. So, I appreciate you uh, having me on, man. 
Oh, anytime. Any, you're welcome anytime. Anything that you want to talk about, feel free to hit me up and then we'll put it on podcast to educate the people. I think that uh, taking it one step at a time, you know, we'll make, if we get one person, if we can educate one person, then that's well worth it. It's well worth it. Indeed, so, my brother, indeed. I want to thank you very much. I'm Terrence Williams. And as always, for allowing me into your home, even for a little while. Good night and thank you very much, Mr. Pierre. All right, man, no doubt. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye.